Welcome to another edition of Ask BBB. Linda Smith is away today, and so we welcome Monica Braz, who is the communications manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario as our co-host. Good morning. Good morning, Jim. Pleased to be here and join you again. It's great to have you on board. Uh, So, Monica, what exciting information can we look forward to discussing today? Well, later on in this morning's program, we're going to talk about the Spark Award that will be part of our Business Integrity Awards this year. That's going to happen on November 7th, 2019. And also, we'll bring everyone up to speed on scams that have been reported in the Western Ontario region. Oh, great. Well, we look forward to that. But right now, we welcome our guest for this morning, Brent Sifton of Sifton Funeral Homes in St. Thomas. Welcome to Ask BBB, Brent. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Brent, we're going to approach the topic of funerals on two levels this morning. We, we want to talk to you about trends and careers in the funeral uh, profession and how you came to be involved. But first, we want to learn a little bit more from a consumer's perspective. So we go shopping for a lot of things to fill our needs in life. But we don't think about shopping for a funeral director. How do people usually find you? Well, oftentimes, uh, if a family have uh, used that particular funeral home and been served well, that's one reason why they might uh, come to a funeral home. Uh, Secondly, uh, asking friends and family. Uh, In other words, word of mouth is another way. Uh, Possibly they've been to a funeral home, they've been impressed um, and also, I believe, um, maybe using organizations like the Better Business Bureau uh, to uh, gauge a level uh, that the funeral home has. There are uh, hopefully a few complaints uh, and, uh, and their rating. You know, Brent, death is something that we know is inevitable. It isn't something we like to dwell on. So what percentage of funerals today are preplanned? I would estimate... Families we serve, approximately 30% would be pre-planned. And of those, I would say about half and half are are pre-arranged and the other are pre-paid. So what's the difference there? Well, pre-arranged, basically information is recorded with the funeral home uh, and, uh, and possibly then their estate takes care of the expenditures at the time of services rendered. Uh, prepaid means it's prearranged and funds are set aside for the future for that funeral service. So then, Brent, um, where does the money go and what guarantees of those funds do we have, especially when we think about sometimes funeral homes close down? Well, two, uh, two main vehicles to fund a funeral as far as prepaying are trust accounts, and insurance annuities. Regardless, keep in mind that the money is not paid to a funeral home. It is paid either directly to the depository, in the case of a prepaid funeral, or the insurance company. Uh, it's a, I like to tell people it's still an investment. It's still your money. In the case of an interest account, the money is set up in the name of the funeral home in trust for that individual, and each account is an individual account to track uh, interest, which uh, annually compounds. Funds are very safe. Uh, the uh, Ontario government has a compensation fund set up um, in the case if, if funds were not available through that funeral home. That would be very seldom. We hope that fund, they don't even 
ever have to use it, but if it does, that fund is there. Um, the depository must come under the Canada Depository Act as uh, with insurance, the uh, Canada, Canada Insurance Act as well. And again, uh, keep in mind that the money is not in the name of the funeral home proper so that it has nothing to do with that funeral home's current bank account. In the event where a funeral home does close, and that, again, happens seldom, once again, it's totally separate from that funeral home's current account. So the family uh, funds would still be there. Uh, The family would just have the option of going to another funeral home. Brent, when it comes to the cost of a funeral, how do we determine that we're being treated fairly? In Ontario, all funeral homes, uh, transfer services, cemeteries, crematoriums, must offer a general price list, and uh, we also must offer uh, a consumer guide, a guide to death care in Ontario. Uh, These are available, once again, at every funeral establishment, cemetery, crematorium, transfer service. So when we're thinking about choices, um, I'm sure there's lots of changes that have happened in the industry over the last few years. So we think about, you know, cremation or just um, other general funerals. How have those things impacted your business and what are you seeing today? Certainly, uh, we see modifications made, but we still see some form of ceremony chosen. Um, In some cases, People choose to forego a ceremony, but many times people still wish to celebrate the life that was lived. So we still see families that wish uh, a visitation, funeral service with the deceased present. Uh, Others may choose cremation followed by, in some cases, still a visitation with or without the urn present, and a ceremony with or without the urn present. Some families may opt for a graveside service. So we, again, see a vast variety of options chosen today, but in some way, at least people are still celebrating the life. So Brent, when should people start thinking about pre-planning a funeral? Well, I feel every adult, uh, regardless of age, should at least consider pre-planning in some form. As people age, though, sometimes their ideas can change, can shift. So I do encourage people to consider flexibility uh, in their wishes. So let's say somebody does end up changing their mind. Can those things be altered after they've gone in and made a, a commitment or you know, recorded something that they thought they wanted? The short answer is yes. Uh, we don't see it often, but their legal representative has the right to change arrangements. Um, We don't see it happen drastically, but um, we, we do see it and it does occasionally happen. It's, I feel it's really important to discuss your wishes with your family um, and your estate trustee known as your executor so that uh, he or her are on board with your wishes. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest is Brent Sifton, who is the president of Sifton Funeral Homes in St. Thomas. I'm Jim Swan, and our co-host this morning is Monica Braz, who is the communications manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario. And our guest this morning is Brent Sifton. 
President and Managing Director of Sifton Funeral Homes Limited in St. Thomas. The story of how you became to or came to the profession of funeral director is documented, Brent, in a video called Death in the Family. And that was prepared by Al Jazeera correspondent Blake Sifton. He's your son, and uh, he worked with Micah Guerin and Maria Helen Carlton. Uh, the film portrays not just your story, but also the story of how many independent funeral homes in Canada and the United States have been in the same family for generations. So, Brent, can you just summarize the start of the business by your grandfather and how you came to the decision to, to take it over? Well, Jim, I'd like to mention also that that documentary is available on our website. So if people wish to view it, it's easily viewed. Uh, my my grandfather, Leonard, started our funeral home in 1926. He, uh, he was a pioneer, actually. He, he purchased a private residence, um, and we're still at that same location. Uh, and uh, uh, up until that point, uh, funeral visitations were held in the family home and services either in the home or um, at their place of worship. Uh, he recognized uh, the need for centralized parking. Um, he also recognized the need to have a facility to take stress and strain off families instead of having to have the deceased uh, 24 hours at the family home. Um, and so, again, um, he he pioneered that trend. He was the first – he had the first funeral home in St. Thomas. He uh, had come back from the First World War and uh, he served overseas and, and my – great-grandfather, his father-in-law, was in the funeral service profession in Air, Ontario. So that's one factor, obviously, why he chose to get his license. But I honestly feel, and Blake and I have had this conversation, even though I, I, I didn't ever get to meet my grandfather, but I really feel that uh, after serving in the First World War, he came back and really wanted to make sure people had a dignified final ceremony. What, what then brought you? Was it just a given that you'd uh, take over the business, Brent? Well, I, I'm i uh, one of four. I have three sisters. Uh, certainly, it was not expected. There was no pressure. Uh, my father always said to me, we'll be proud whatever you choose to do. If you choose to do something else, uh Great. Um, if you wish to go into funeral service, you know we welcome you. Uh, I, uh, growing up next door to the funeral home, I certainly had an early start. Uh, I, my mother fondly recalls me walking in at the age of three or four to a visitation at the funeral home and chatting with the visitors. <laughs> I used to uh, run errands for my dad from the time I was probably eleven. Back in those days, we had many doctors at the west end of town, and I could ride my bike. And in those days, we'd have to wait for medical certificates of death to be filled out by the doctor quite often in their in their office. And so I could do that, and then I could go on to City Hall and register deaths. So I, I honestly can tell you, though, that my my dad, he was my hero. He was my mentor, and I knew people looked up to him and respected him, and I knew he helped a lot of people. So I wanted to be like him. So what training is required then? 
in Ontario, uh, to be a licensed funeral director, uh, it's a, uh, a two-year course. The first year is uh, uh, Humber College in Toronto offers funeral service education. Uh, there is a French program in Sudbury also. The second year of the program is an in-service training, in other words, apprenticeship. And then following the two-year course, uh, applicants go back and write their final uh, board exams. Wow. So are there really careers or many jobs available in this profession? Actually, there's more now than when I started. Uh, We have different categories in Ontario of, uh, of employees in funeral homes. So we have uh, funeral directors licensed to embalm. We have funeral directors not licensed to embalm. We have uh, licensed pre-planners now. And also many funeral homes employ non-licensed staff as support staff that may assist with uh, visitations, funeral services, parking, uh, transfers of deceased from place of death to the funeral home. So there's certainly opportunities in funeral homes for for many people. Is there a particular type of person who's well-suited to work in this profession, especially when we think about how, you know, there is some stress that comes with dealing with death on a constant basis? Well, I like to say um, I hope people choose our profession for all the right reasons. Uh, first and foremost, I, th- I believe uh, people must have a genuine interest in helping people. Um, it should be a good listener. It should be ethical. And uh, as far as um, support to those individuals once they're in the profession, um, we have um, courses available through occasionally through Humber College, um, here in London, uh, King's College. Uh, our Ontario Funeral Service Association offers seminars. And then sometimes uh, funeral homes um, work in cooperation with first responders, fire police, EMS, that uh, may be able to share courses um, in, in helping staff in difficult situations following a death. Uh, is in fact your funeral home offers grief support is that extra is it outside the the actual service or is it something they access through you is it the well, person we, on staff we offer uh several ways our website we have um some excellent articles available by Dr Bill Webster uh who is uh, who has a, a vast array of articles uh, available uh, we also in our community have um, VON and uh, hospice uh, outreach uh, of of Elgin. Um, they both organizations offer grief seminars to the public. And uh, as far as cost, I don't believe there is any cost. Uh, the only cost I see could be maybe an individual that might require private counseling. Brent, we've uh, presented a lot of information here. Uh, I know a lot of it is available on your website. What is the website address? Our address is siftonfuneralhome.com. There's a vast amount of information available on the site, Uh, uh, such as uh, what to do when death occurs. Uh, We also have a section, uh, Frequently Asked Questions. And there's also links to 
the Bereavement Authority of Ontario site, our governing body, as well as the Ontario Funeral Service Association site. Great. And they'll also be able to see that uh, documentary that we spoke of. Yes. Brent, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Brent Sifton, who is President and Managing Director of Sifton Funeral Home Limited in St. Thomas, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau. I'm Jim Swan. Linda Smith is away today, and with me this morning is Monica, who is the Communications Manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Monica, I know one of the things that you're involved with right now is the Business Integrity Awards, the new Spark Award. That's right. November may seem a long way off, but in terms of planning and preparation for the event, all of that is happening right now. The nominations have been received, so now the judging process begins. These awards are very exciting as they recognize the hard work that local businesses are doing to build a strong marketplace in London and area. Especially our new Spark Award, it's exciting to be able to recognize business owners that are 35 years and under or business owners that have been operating for less than three years. We really want to see and learn more about these business leaders who are demonstrating a higher level of character, um, culture that's authentic and are really connected in different ways to the community. So these Spark Award recipients um, that and the submissions that we've gotten are really uh, diverse and there's no lack of trusted business representatives in the Western Ontario region. So we can put November 6th on our calendar, Monica, and be ready for another exciting day. I know it's one that a lot of Londoners have looked forward to for a a long time. And so once again this year, November 6th will be the Business Integrity Awards. Great. So um, we want to put that on the calendar now. We mentioned earlier scam updates. That's right. So a Perth County woman was a victim of a romance scam. Over the course of a year, she was scammed out of $20,000. According to Perth County OPP, when she confided in a friend, it was the friend that actually recognized what was happening and helped her seek the assistance of the police. The unfortunate part of it all is that they probably can't get her money back. And because these scammers are out of the country, they're, they're hard to apprehend. That's right. That's why we continue to put out information about these and other types of scams so that people can recognize them for what they are and avoid being taken in. So let's just review the the tips and and, uh, go through how this whole thing starts. Well, most romance scams start with fake profiles on online dating sites. They are created by stealing photos and text from real accounts or other places online. Scammers often claim to be in the military or working overseas to explain why they can't really meet you in person. Over a short period of time, the scammer builds a fake relationship with you, exchanging photos and romantic messages, even talking on the phone or through a webcam. And just when the relationship seems to be getting serious, your new sweetheart has a health issue or a family emergency or wants to plan a visit. No matter the story, the request is typically the same. They need money. But after you send money, there's another request and then another request. Or the scammer stops communicating altogether. So, Monica, as soon as that new love interest asks for money, that should be a big red flag. Absolutely. If you think you're being scammed, report it online to the BBB Scam Tracker. That way, we can help others be aware. 
the scammers often work in geographic areas. So if you've been the target of an attempted scam, others in the area may also have been targeted. Good advice. Well, that's our time for Ask BBB. Remember, you can always contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. Thanks for listening this morning. Remember, you can hear past episodes of Ask BBB. Visit the Global News Radio 980 CFPL website and click through programs to find Ask BBB. Monica, it's been great to have you join us here on Ask BBB this morning. It's always a pleasure, Jim. Monica is the communications manager with the BBB serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. Remember, ask BBB and start with trust.